Starting off today's episode, we're talking about Southern health insurance. If you do not have health insurance, this is a must. You got to call my guy, Dan Marr. I'm going to tell you his number now. I'm going to tell you it again later. So get a pen. It's 832-816-8602. Now, let me tell you, if you own a small business, it is a challenge to offer your staff health insurance, but Dan makes it easy. He makes it easy for you to help retain your staff. And I'll tell you, if you have insurance and your staff can go constantly to the doctor, they stay healthier. They stay healthier, and that means they can work more. Less sick staff equals more retention and more productivity. That is what our goal is, to help you and get your staff insured. If you are out there and you don't have, you're on the marketplace looking for insurance, any kind of, it doesn't have to just be a restaurant, any business whatsoever, Dan Marr has you covered. He loops you into a big group of other people, into a massive group, so you can be, get the same rates as the bigger companies. This is an amazing opportunity. Let me tell you, again, get a pen and paper because you're going to want to call Dan Marr with Southern Health. His number, again, is 832-816-8602. We are supported by Robbins Insurance, a local insurance agency providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins Insurance is the go-to agency for hospitality professionals in Nashville. Listen. Robbins knows how hard industry professionals work every single day. They also know how devastating accidents can be. Be it a grease fire that damages the kitchen, a severe storm that cuts off power, or a customer slip and fall incident. Both the extensive experience and the savvy to create a policy that protects your business from accidents like those, you can rest easy knowing that the work you've put in will not be for nothing. Visit Robin's website at robinsins.com to request a consultation or call Matthew Clements directly. His number is 863-409-9372. Protection you can trust. That's Robin's. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am not your host today. We are, however, powered by Gordon Food Service. We are very excited today because we are hosting a pop-up podcast. This is going to be Hard to Heart with the Boys of the Bird. This is going to be a three-part podcast pop-up series on Nashville Restaurant Radio featuring couples in the Nashville hospitality business together. Your host for this pop-up podcast are going to be Mikey Corona. He is the operating partner at The Mockingbird and his husband, Brian Riggenbach, who is the executive chef partner at The Mockingbird. So we've had them on the show a couple times and they did an episode for us a while back of Talk and Shift. And I just... You know, I just fell in love with these guys. I had so much fun with them, and they have such a positive energy, and they're just they're just awesome people. And they came in for their last interview, and I said, "Do you guys? You guys are so much fun. Do you guys want to do a, a like a pop up podcast in here?" They were like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" And so this has been months and months and months in the making. 
We've all been very busy, but they finally got in and they have recorded three episodes. And in these three episodes, they take other people in the industry here in town and as other couples, and then they talk about their story, what life is like, and this first episode is so much fun. I will tell you, they're gonna be talking to Adam and Zach, who own Mystic Picnic in Springfield, which is a wine bar and uh, lots of cool things. And they tell the entire story of the vision and, and all of the stuff behind it in this interview. It is a lot of fun. And then just the banter back and forth with uh, Mikey and Brian, they're just awesome. And so be ready. So this Hard to Heart is gonna be a new podcast that we're gonna do three episodes. The next three Fridays, you're gonna get a new episode of Hard to Heart. Uh, this is gonna be the boys with the bird. So I'm, I'm super excited to get this out there. I do wanna tell you that coming up this weekend, we are going to have a brand new episode of The Roundup on our regular Nashville restaurant radio programming. Uh, we are going to have Sean Big Daddy from Daddy's Dogs as our guest host. Uh, and if you don't know, Daddy's Dogs was voted the most romantic restaurant in Nashville by the readers of the Nashville scene. And that is awesome. So that's very apropos for Valentine's Day. We're going to have Caroline, myself, and Big Daddy in studio talking about all the things Valentine's, a little history, just a fun conversation. We're going to talk for about an hour, and then we're going to put that out there. So if you are one of those people who haven't made plans for Valentine's Day yet, or if you're one of those people who works on Valentine's Day, like me, we're going to talk about some things after Valentine's Day, or maybe there's some... Uh, like post-Valentine's Day fun that we can talk about. We're going to talk about the genesis of Valentine's Day and just all the, the stuff around it. I anticipate this being a very fun episode. So please stay tuned and stay on the channel. If you have not subscribed to Nashville Restaurant Radio, please do that also. Wherever you listen to your podcast, hit follow or subscribe, and then go to Instagram at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio. And follow us there, because we're always posting when we put up new episodes and just fun stuff like that. We would love to have you along for the ride. All right, well, let's jump in right now with Mikey and Brian in Hard to Heart. Okay, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. This is not your usual host that's with you. We have tied him up and put him away for about a couple of episodes and uh, the boys of the birds here to take over. So my name is Mikey Corona, and my husband is Brian Riggenbach. Yes, and uh, we're going to be taking over for the next couple of episodes. We are bringing in some friends in the uh, restaurant biz from around town and uh, just poking their brains about what it's like to be a couple in this industry and uh, some of the tools that they use to cope with such a gift and... Um, state of, of being um we are first going to speak to some buddies of ours who uh we met through the restaurant and worked in the nashville um restaurant scene for a bit before going on to open their own place which i'll let them talk about but uh without further ado i will introduce you to adam and zach hi guys Ooh. hey, hey. What's up? <laughs> welcome <laughs> Welcome Thanks in. for having us. Thank for you. sure. The birds have taken over this podcast. So, the <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I'm 
very much looking forward to having my brain poked. <laughs> oh. You said that you'd be poking our brains. I've not had yes. that done yet. And be I'm, careful what you ask for. I've always heard. <laughs> I've always heard about it. Yes, the beaks are sharp. And it, it's, it's appropriate that we're talking with couples because this is Valentine's uh, month. So uh, it is great to have some lovebirds on here yes. that... Um, that are caged up in their establishments. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that we, you're able to, to pull y'all out of your cage for a minute just to mm-hmm. kind of hang out, shoot the shit, and um, kind of talk shift here. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so, you guys, I'm going to let y'all talk a bit about your background and uh, who y'all are and what brought y'all to, to Nashville. Sure. So, um, oh, geez, this could be a... A really long story. Let me try to condense it. Let me try to condense it into a bite-size uh, uh, take here. So um, Zach and I met in Memphis, which is where we both uh, grew up. And um, I was already working in restaurants at the time that we met. He was not yet. Um, but we were both in the closet. This is going to get like a therapy session. We were both in the closet. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so we met secretly, um, very covertly at my house um, through some of the early uh, stages of online dating. This pre grinder, you know, pre anything too, too official. This was, you know, when some of those uh, very dark shadowy oh. apps like Adam for Adam, things like that were online. We started talking and Missed Encounters? Was it Missed Encounters on Craigslist or no. something like that? No, not, not quite, quite that, that shady. Okay. <laughs> um, Jinx. But uh, anyway, we met there, and uh, let's speed the story up a little bit because we got a lot in this, uh, in this story, uh, origin story here. So we met, we very quickly f- fall into a relationship, uh, you know, hanging out all the time. Um, things are getting serious. Um, I'm still with my job and, um, I start the process with the restaurant that I was working for at the time of making the transition from server to manager. And then we're going to skip down the line a year and a half, two years from that point. And Zach and I, at this point, we're talking about getting married. Holy crap. Wait, how, after how long? Uh, we had two years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's because we met. Yeah, like in twenty. We didn't have a date, anything like that. We were just talking big picture goals. And wait, was Zach working in restaurants at that time too? So yes. before, when I met Adam, I was actually working at Kroger. Oh, maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I was a, a drug GM a manager there. Okay. And uh, when I met Adam, I was like, I hated my job and was very unhappy. And I left that job to become a back waiter at uh, restaurant Iris, which is in Memphis. It's like a French like Creole restaurant. Wow. And that was my first gig. And it was a small little like 17 table, like restaurant in a house. And I don't know how I got it. I was just a cute little gay um, in the closet. Oh, how cute. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> so I got in on there. Um, and then from then I moved to, there's a restaurant next door called second line. And it's like a, a, a new Orleans po' boy shop. Did they allow you? Oh, same did owner. They, did they have same servers owner. or was it they counter had, service? So I ended up moving over there as a server. Um, wow, you worked yeah, your way up. I did. After how long did it take you to go from uh, SA to or back waiter to server? I was the only server or service assistant um, at this po boy shop, and I was like rocking it because I was on Adderall and all sorts of. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fun little twenty-one year old. I'll take all the tables. I was like, here, I got it all. Um, so I was like running food for all this. Uh, this is like 
way more than 17 tables, like an iris. Like Second Line was a crazy beast, and I helped open it. And if y'all know, opening a restaurant is like bonkers, just stupid. Yeah, um, and especially as a kid, like or I'm gonna say I was a kid, but it just felt like. Yeah, it was a lot of running back and forth and remembering mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and dropping stuff constantly. And Do you things. feel like at that time, because that was the beginning of y'all's relationship, did y'all bond even closer because of like your restaurant stories that y'all could have in common? Um, and because y'all shared the same hours, do you think that kind of sure. helped form? Definitely. I would say so, yeah. Because okay. before I worked at like 7 a.m. until whatever, and then he would go in when I was getting off. Right. So we and never you know, it's like other. when you're in restaurants, you have your own set of vocabulary, you know, and your own. Fuck. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Those are yeah. the main words, but a lot a lot of potty language. Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. There's a lot of terminology and things that you can only share with other people that are in it. And so that just kind of opened up a whole new thing. You especially need somebody to vent to and with, you know, when you're done with your shift. Yes. And so while even though we were working at different places, it definitely provided the opportunity to do that. Yep. Um, well, also the fine dining pool in uh, Memphis is pretty small. And just because I worked at Iris, I was very connected with that group. Yeah. And those people were connected with Flemings a little bit because everyone kind of knew each other. Yeah. So it was fun to have like mutual friends at some points. Yeah. yeah. And that's great to compare and contrast like a, a corporate fine dining to like a, a mom and pop or pop and pop fine dining. Right. <laughs> and then it's like... Oh, I'm sure there's like situations where Adam was like, uh, yeah, that would never fly. <laughs> oh my yes. God. We're still dealing <laughs> every with that. Day, yeah. <laughs> you would have so day. many layers of management you got to get through in the corporate. And then with yeah. the mom and pops or pop and pops, like it's, you know, you're dealing one-on-one with the owner a lot of times. And so it, it, it allows, it's, there's pros and cons of that for sure. Exactly. Okay, cool. So, so then that was a couple so of years we're ta- Yeah. We're talking about getting married at this point. Um, if you remember, there was a time in Tennessee, you guys weren't living here yet at this point, I don't believe, but you couldn't be gay married in, in the state of Tennessee. And so um, we started looking elsewhere. We started looking for other places in the country that we could possibly move to, get married, and I could stay with my job, which at this point was turning into a little bit of a kind of a career thing, mm-hmm. you know, because I was in management at that point. And they have like, 68 locations across the country we zach and i had visited san francisco once before um we moved to california we loved it there we absolutely fell in love on this visit that we had and the location in palo alto which is just like 45 minutes south of san francisco was looking for a manager they wanted one that was already with the company if possible so it just worked out oh it fit the bill perfectly they paid for our move Wow. We moved, moved out. Um, again, this was just like a getting married was just like a big picture goal. We weren't like moving there and getting married the next day. We actually like didn't even talk about it for a while. It was like a week later. It was a week. (laughs) They're not, we went full lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) For for our straight listeners, (laughs) lesbians have a folklore of, uh, getting married on their second date. Um, So that's kind of like the, uh, we're letting you in on our in our gay world a bit and, and letting you <laughs> and into I love the them for that. <laughs> for That's sure. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Like they are our freaking backbone in this community. So exactly. Shout out to my lesbian sisters. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. So we're in California. Um, way too expensive to be living where we were living, but we were just just sinking our teeth into the dream. You know, we were like 45 minute drive from Napa where, oh where we were gosh. living and a 20 minute ferry ride right into 
San Francisco. And so we were loving it, but way too expensive. So Couldn't again, really plan for your future. No. Like yeah. We would yeah. never have been able to buy a house anywhere close to anywhere. Our, my commute every day was like an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, and sometimes I'm getting out of the restaurant at like two 30 in the morning. And yeah. oh, it no. was just like, not a good it wasn't a good scene. So yeah, did you hire, um, did you hire Zach at the time to work there as well? Or you no. no. So my experience, like I was like having to grind really hard because when I lived in Memphis, that serving, that service status doesn't equal to where you are in San Francisco because everyone there is extremely knowledgeable of everything. Sure. Correct. So I was like, Oh shit, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> uh, because they're like, you know, wine service and everything was just, I felt different because everyone's again, knowledgeable. They know Napa, they know Sonoma and all of that Northern uh, California wines and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was only being able to be hired as a back waiter there. That uh, checks out. So, back to your roots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> back to my roots. Yeah. Uh, but I was also like, Oh, I have to like get three jobs. Uh, so I worked in uh, Northern Oakland uh, and also right in the city in San Francisco and on uh and, in downtown Oakland. Um, so at three, at three different locations and wow. I would have to ride like a train or a BART to get to one and come to the other. And it was just like the hustle. It was yeah. hustling. And I was yeah. like, okay, I can do this. But then I was like quickly like, no, I don't want to do this because yeah. also Adam was never off and we never saw each other. Um, so he was yeah commuting his hour and a half or whatever. And then I was just commuting constantly to find the right job. Um, oh, but yeah, it was crazy, y'all. <laughs> so the realities of that dream became like yeah. became kind of. We uh, just knew, okay, we're gonna finish our lease here, but we're not gonna resign this lease. Sure. And I started talking to the people at my company, and they were, um, you know, it's such a big company. I'm surprised they weren't like, okay, see ya. Yeah. But they actually they were like fighting for me to stay and and opened up a position in Southern California, which I knew to be. Still expensive, but a you know a little, a little bit more approachable. Yeah. yeah. So um, we started looking at that. We loved the idea of staying in California, so we did. We moved down to San Diego. Long story <laughs> made all the way short. Um, right before our move, I did a secret p- proposal to Zach in San Francisco in this spot called Lands End in the middle of a stone labyrinth that we just used to love going to that overlooked the Pacific Ocean and totally surprised him and then uh it's so true I didn't know so <laughs> but we didn't get married until we were in San Diego okay um, we did that later um once we moved there so how romantical yeah. well, that's very romantical he was yes. waiting around a big cliff and uh, standing in the middle of the labyrinth with 24 white flowers and a bottle of vuv why 24 uh, i don't know two years two dozen i don't, <laughs> okay. I don't know there was no significance really okay two dozen like, and 24 oh, this wait, needs that, to look that, full yeah that's 24 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys optics, it's yes. been a long day yeah. <laughs> there was a buy one get one um free Publix is running a special exactly you got a bogo for your engagement wait did we talk about this in the in, in the years that we've been friends, that we both share that in common, that we got engaged in San Francisco. No, I don't no. think I knew that. Yeah. We didn't know that about you. Yeah, Brian oh proposed to me. Out, I proposed so. at Stag Sleep. Ooh, oh, we've yeah. been there. Two men. <laughs> Great winery. Taking, Taking the, the leap. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love it. Yeah, it, it was so funny because yeah, I, we were going to visit. The vineyard was about to close. I think it was like only 30 minutes left. And so we were just hustling in there. And I was like jolting up the stairs and realized that I was by myself. And so when I turned around, I, 
Brian was was down on one knee and I thought he had fallen. So I was like, get <laughs> up. Like, we got to hurry up. I am pretty I'm grateful. Di- so <laughs> I was like, I'm dying to try this cab. Get your ass up. And then he was like, you know, will you marry me? I, I, I talked to your dad oh. and he's uh, he's given his blessing. I was like, you called my dad? What? Wait, wait, what's happening? <laughs> it, was like, wow. it took a while to register. So did you know like straight away what was going on? Or Not at like, all. Like, because <laughs> the night before was my last night at my serving job um, and I was like, like just we all went out and were you hung over a little bit Same. <laughs> I was so hungover. don't even so try to we're say we're a the best bit. yeah i was a lot hungover yes. but i adam even had like my the clothes set out that he wanted me to wear because we had everything boxed up and he had everything laid out and my best friend julie or yeah she lived um up in napa and worked for orange swift and was their agricultural Ooh. logistics person just throw that in there. Okay, yeah. It's a little humble. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, like, it wasn't very abnormal for her to come visit me and hang out. And we'd usually have dinner on lunch or lunch and stuff on, on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, so she was like, I've never seen the labyrinth before. Like, come down there. Uh, or I'll come down there and we'll Sneaky. go and have a coffee. And I, was I like, set I all really? this up, by the way. I know. Nice he did. He set up, he's amazing at setting up <laughs> surprises. Um, I could go on about all of those for the past 12 years or 11 years. Oh, uh, um, that's beautiful. He's a sweetie. Um, but I, yeah. I had no clue. I turned around at one point and then she was just filming and I don't even think I said anything. I just started walking and I haven't, we'll show you the video at some point. <laughs> uh, but I remember he it's asked me, I didn't even, I just cried. I don't even, oh. I didn't say yes. I yeah. Think. He actually never so said I, yes. I don't know if we're married. So, yeah. <laughs> <I don't even. laughs> that's, that's wild. The plot yeah. thickens. You heard it here first folks. Mm-hmm, yes. They're not even sure if they're married. <laughs> okay. So then y'all uh, pack up your bags, move to San Diego in San Diego for a few years, um, loving it there. Um, yeah, I could go into the reasons why we loved it there, but just to kind of move the story along, we um, are loving it there. But while we're there, um, not to take a weird, you know, or emotional turn in the story, but um, Zach's mom passed during that time, and she was living in Memphis with all of our family lives in Memphis. And I think it was just a really sharp reminder of how far away we were from everyone. Um, You know, being in California, like we never saw our families, like maybe once every other year, I feel like when we lived out there. Um, And so we started, you know, just lightly thinking about the idea of what if we just tried to move a little closer to family? We were not originally thinking of Tennessee. We're actually looking at like Austin, Texas, or just some kind of cool city in the South that would get us a little closer to family. And then once again, I saw that there was an opening with my company (laughs) in at the Nashville location. (laughs) And I immediately jumped on it and talked to Zach. And uh, it was a little bit of a process, but I got the position. They paid for our move out to Nashville. And um, at this point, I was an operating partner with the company. Um, and Which is fantastic experience to get with a, with a corporate place because, like, just oh, sure. the things that you can learn from that and, and, yep. and not necessarily, like, on their dime, but, like, Doing it the corporate way is is kind of a way to, to really structure For you. sure. I, we would, I don't think we would have had the balls to be doing what we're doing right now if I hadn't had that background or experience because well, I, totally. yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have had enough exposure to some of the things that you just deal with as a business. So I know plenty of people do it without having the corporate background. But, but having that institutional knowledge really sets you up for success yeah. you know, as you 
want to open your own project. You know? For sure. You kind of know the chaos that you're about to. Yes. The Pandora's box. You know, you know, it's on top at least. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. do, you do and you don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that I learned. Um, but I'll say as a part of a restaurant group that is that large and has, you know, so much infrastructure, um, the there's just so much that was automated in a way, okay. you know, where now as we run our own business, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. We have to figure out what to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't just go to the accounting department or the marketing department. I you mean, know? you could, but that's probably just like, that's me. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. you looking in the mirror with a calculator. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And sometimes <laughs> I, I do that. I, I like to pretend that we're big. Is it like, like a wonder woman thing where you like turn around and like put on a wig and a cape? You're like, no, oh. I'm the accountant. <laughs> oh my exactly. God. What's your, <laughs> what's your accountant name? Oh my goodness. Deborah. Deborah Beasley. <laughs> uh, she is so good. She's so good at the numbers. Um, and so reliable. Yeah. I love Deborah. What kind of wig does she wear? And marketing yeah. department is headed by Darby Johansson. Oh, this is Darby Johansson. Darby. Darby, I love that name. Darby, she works remote out of an office in California. Um, nice. I don't no one's ever where, seen her. No one's, I've never seen her. We've <laughs> never <laughs> met. Yep. Darby. Good old Darby. <laughs> she does a good job, too. She so, microdoses and grows her own yes, standalone. <laughs> so that is... Live that your best is, life, Darby. Yeah. That is amazing. And I think a lot of us kind of go through that. Once you kind of couple up and, and you're with someone and you want to be closer to your to your, to your family because you, you miss out on a lot of... Um, no birthdays and, and holidays or whatnot when you live so far away. So I, we totally understand that wanting to get closer to your fam jam. What year did y'all kind of finally decide that and make and, and, and pull that trigger? Moving back, moving back, uh, 2018. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, we essentially moved back. He had his uh, job uh, paid for us to move out here and all that stuff, which is great. That's, yeah. I mean, utilize the corporate world yeah. and do that. Exactly. Um, but I had to find a job. So actually, uh, when I grew up in Memphis and I text my friend Branson, who works at Rolf and Daughters, he's a bartender. Um, and I think he's a bar manager now. Um, but I text him. I was like, Hey, like I need a job. Like, <laughs> Coming back then, home to Tennessee. Yeah. So like when I came back to Nashville, I was like, it's like, I have an essay position available. I know. Right. <laughs> but luckily they were like, well, yeah, you were hired as a server like two days after we moved here. Wow. So at like, this oh. point he had built up a nice little resume though, yeah. working at some really amazing concepts in California. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're buddies with somebody from freaking, uh, nickel and nickels, is that what you had said? Um, or, I worked. So no, I don't know anyone. Orin Swift. Orin Swift. Oh, oh Orin yeah. Swift. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but it was really, uh, Equally I, fantastic. I, in San Diego, I worked for a chef named Jason McLeod. He's from Chicago. Oh I yeah. Um, and we were, he was part of, uh, a consortium holdings. Yeah. Uh, and I worked at Ironside Fish and Oyster in Little Italy in San Diego. So Brian's uh, face right yeah. now is a gas. How did I not know this? I don't know. I so think I we guess, talked about it in a drunken night oh, once before. Probably. Plenty of those. I worked with Jason when Whoa. we opened the Elysian in Chicago. Really? Yeah. Oh my What's God, funny so is uh, Kelly, my manager at Rolf, knew, worked with him too. So that's, I feel like there was a, a bunch of things playing in me to get a job there. Um, but that's amazing. Uh, he was one of my favorite people to ever work he for. Is a wonderful human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Look at that. I mean, small world. Oh. I know. <laughs> Our friendship has like more layers than webs to it. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So y'all made the move here and you got a job at Rolf and Daughters and then you were kind of plowing away at, at your new role at, um, at Fleming's. And um, that is kind of, um, it's pretty intense, like taking over like an, an, an operating partner position. It's, it's, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah. Well, that one, that place had a lot of turnover in operating partners. So no one yes. was like, no one's trusting anybody that was coming in. Uh, like yeah. it's like a revolving door of oh. operators. So you won their hearts over though. He did. Oh, He's a sweetheart. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a process, you know, cause, um, I'm inheriting a staff of like 65 people and, you know, expected to spend time with all of which I naturally wanted to do anyway, but you know, expected to, you know, learn all about them and, you know, really create a culture and a family. And cause I'm the person that's responsible for that, but also I've got to take over all the, you know, bills and all of the marketing and all the local things that we're going to do and the ideas to build business. And, you know, there was a heavy, heavy weight of expectations in that, in that role. Um, but again, yeah, I, I value it for what it was. Am I glad that I am now not a part of that world? Can I say fuck on this podcast? Yes. Allocated like one fuck in here. No. Okay. Or maybe more. <laughs> was there, was there times that you would, uh, were there times that you would come home and, um, you know, Zach is like, okay, well, I got to get ready for work now. I got to be there at 3 p.m. And then knowing that, you know, he'll be off like around 1030 and can leave all of like the problems behind that kind of was something where you're like, you don't understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. In, in the beginning, it was very, it was, a, it was very much that. And then I overwhelmed him every day with all the details that like I literally, if we weren't together, I could have probably hired him as a manager because he was just so inundated with like, I vented to him every day on my drive home about every little thing that was going on. Yeah. Um, just also because in that role, in the corporate role, it's a little different. It's like, you can't really have friendships or personal relationships with the people that, you know, or yes. are they're working with you or for you. And so it's kind of a lonely role it's a lonely position yes. so I would just use Zach as my like therapist you know I would just unload on him every day on my drive home and then you know he would have his own version of that too when he was getting off his you know being those calls did get long we moved 30 minutes because yes. <laughs> remember we used to live in like the Gulch area yeah and it would be like, so it was like five minute, minute conversations yeah. but yeah. then it was like I was like oh wow we're really uh chat but it was the same thing really as, same, it was the same thing in the Bay Area like that was a super long commute and I would always I never I don't think I complained I'd listen to you yeah it's not <laughs> even complaining it's just you just gotta talk out some of the ridiculous things that happened oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that is kind of great because uh being in those roles like you know if like zach's like oh god the manager's such a dick and you're like okay well wait what was the situation <laughs> this is probably where they were coming from and then vice versa if you're just like oh my gosh i have this employee that i just cannot break through with and can't form that connection to the team members will talk amongst themselves in a different way than they will let you in and let you yeah. know. And so I wonder if like he can give you some of that insight as well. It's like, well, maybe if you tried this or if For you sure. tried that. So that yep. is kind of a cool relationship that y'all had there yes. where you can bounce it off each other. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of my problem solving doesn't work in corporate world though. Um, I would feel like, <laughs> cause I would say, Oh, cause I'm, I feel like when you're an independent restaurant, you can kind of be a little more bitey with, guests and say no yeah. and it's not the end of the fucking world yeah. but like whenever i was like whenever he would complain about certain things i'm like 
why don't they just say no? Yeah. Or like, why don't they, I, don't, I, I still don't get it because I've never been in that world. So you're like, we're not allowed to I, say no. <laughs> you know? I tried to help. I but. love that word though. Oh bitey. yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Bitey. Just a tiny bit. No, nibbly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just a little nibble. I'm not an asshole or anything, but yeah, yeah it's like only so much you can do. It's a says, polite yeah. decline yeah, of, of a bonkers request. Yes. Not Which to fight I, with anybody. I think that's on one of my list of questions that I have for you, and it's probably going to be tied into that. And I think most people would think that. Which is, um, and what are what are some of the, um, uh, what is that question? Um, oh, in your opinion, what are some of the ideas that experts in the restaurant world say that you disagree with? And I feel like that oh, yeah, might be, guess is always right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, well, yes. And no, it's not as easy as a black and white question. So yeah. that kind of sounds like what you're touching base on there. That is absolutely a thing, Zach, and I would agree yes. on that as a concept. Um, and I really think post-pandemic, a lot of restaurants, definitely more on the independent side, um, more teethy. are, are <laughs> you know, playing with or exploring the option of the word no. And, yes. you know... The guest is not always right when it infringes on, you know, the um, the environment that it's going to create for the people that work there or, you know, uh, if it maybe even compromises the program that the chef or the visionary for the restaurant is trying to have established, you know, yeah. There can be a no, a friendly no, this is correct. and we true. can stand behind that sometimes. Yes. This um, whole ideology was constructed by Marshall Field before the last major pandemic in this country in 1918 in Chicago of the customer is always right. To uh, really exemplify and kind of hone in and nail down customer service to set them apart mm -hmm. from other um, industry standards and you know become a raging success, a hundred years on... I think the exploration of the word no is a very sound direction to move towards. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a, that's a fun exploration. Exploration of the word no, I think, could be a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. I am so excited to introduce you to the WineView app. WineView is the only wine resource app guaranteed to increase wine sales in two months. Let me tell you how it works. You sign up for the WineView app, you download the WineView app, and it downloads all of your menu items in your entire wine list and automatically pairs all of your menu items with wines on your wine list. So why is that amazing? Because if I'm a guest and I am nervous about wine, it geotags the guest. They can pull up the WineView app anywhere they are. It'll find the closest restaurant with the app, and it will find their menu and recommend a wine. If you are a server or a manager in the restaurant, this is the most amazing thing in the world because they they save time and combat staff turnover by streamlining your wine education process and putting it in the palm of your server's hands. No more needing to make long wine descriptions for people. No, need, no longer needing to figure out what wines go with which dish. It does it for you, and every single server can access that whenever they need it. You need to call Nicole Masulo. She is the VP of Sales here in Tennessee. Her number is 615-969-5337. And like I said, there is a guarantee that you will increase your wine sales in two months or they will give you your money back. Guys, it's, it's a no-brainer. you got to check it out. The Wine View app. Let me tell you about Sharpie's Bakery. 
Erin Moso and her family has been baking fresh bread in Nashville for 37 years. They've been supporting our restaurant community delivering fresh baked bread six days a week for 37 years. They are doing amazing, amazing things. So if you own a restaurant and you are tired of having flour everywhere, the time it takes to make, to knead, to proof, to put everything together, she can do it for you. She can take your recipe and she can make your bread and deliver it fresh to you every single day, except for Sundays. She does it all. She's really, really an amazing company. And if you want to support local, stop buying frozen bread from your broadliner. This is who you need to be calling. And how do you call her? Let me tell you. Her number is 615-319-6453. If you want to see a selection of the bread that they already make, you can go check them out at sharpies.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S dot com. Check them out today. Okay, cool beans. So y'all are y'all are doing that. You do that for ooh, a couple of years because that was 2018 mm-hmm. and then 2019 and then the, the pandemic. Nothing came happened. Along. From yeah. Yes, the pandemic. <laughs> Nothing happened. No, <laughs> yeah. It was just cool sailing, so, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so during that time, did y'all have something brewing already in kind of the back in your minds about um, what you've learned collectively throughout your, your time in the restaurant world that you wanted to embark on something on your own and what ignited that? I mean, for sure. Yeah. We, I think we had been kicking around the idea, like as soon as we made the move and we found Springfield, Tennessee, which is where we, where we live and had moved from where we were living in Nashville. Um, And the whole reason behind that move was just that we were looking at all kinds of areas in and around Nashville. Um, Everyone that's listening to this, you know, podcast is familiar with the housing market in Nashville and knows how insane it is. Um, and we would go visit houses in some kind of close by neighborhood or area. And, you know, they would go under contract literally like while we were there or just something, you know, crazy stuff. So we started being open to looking at further out neighborhoods and, and communities and, Somehow randomly, I, I literally to this day don't even remember how we ended up exploring Springfield with our agent. But well, it's because we would like essentially go up like five, ten minutes and just like increments of five minutes, I feel like, yeah. until we were to yeah. find the right house. Uh, but we looked at over like 30 different ones. It was crazy. Dang. And uh, we at the beginning, Adam was like strictly wanting like a ranch, like 50s, like mid-century. Yeah. Like I was like, well, babe, there's a lot of different houses. Um, yeah. And I was like, I've always wanted like a super old house. Um, and I knew that he would maybe bend on that at some point because yeah. he lived in New Orleans for about 18 years. So right. I was like, well, might find something. Um, but yeah, we finally drove into Springfield, though, and it was a really cute little downtown. And then we were looking around and we actually found a house that was out of our price range. Um, and I was like, let's just go look at it. And yeah. that's like famous last words. Exactly. Because <laughs> we walk in this house and we're just, Adam's like, all right, sign it, like get me in. Um, and then we like basically made the call to buy it like immediately. And we got it for like what our Price, what your budget what was. we were wanting, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, Perfect. Yes. What year was that? 2019. So it was okay. uh, right. It was in September of 2019. Yeah, and uh, oh. we were super lucky. Yeah, because <laughs> the prices really jumped up. Like, yes. and right. not living in like a tiny, a uh, 700 and like 
50 square foot apartment anymore. Yeah. Like uh, during the pandemic, I couldn't have imagined like having to do that yeah. um, and live around other people. Cause yeah. y'all lived in a house at that point, right? We yeah. did. Yeah, we, we had just moved into our house. Lucky. Look at yeah. us. I know. <laughs> Lock time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the universe did, it did its thing. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as we found Springfield though, and we saw that historic area, that's a big part of the catalyst, I think for, for what inspired this, we were just feeling the potential. Like okay. when we drove down there, like, oh my God, like, could you imagine if there was just like a cool little lounge or bar or something? Or um, there were a few restaurants already um, and a coffee shop and just some building blocks were, mm -hmm. were already there. And so we d we just started doing what we like to call dream casting, which okay. is, for me a lot I say of again. the time. <laughs> for me, it's what happens when I'm in the shower. When I'm in the shower, my brain just goes crazy with ideas, and Zach runs a lot, so it, it's when he's running. But we're just spitballing ideas, and you know, um, he was calling my ideas crazy. Um, yes. But then I would wear him down enough by just repeating the same idea. I got to say times. no, guys. <laughs> Creatively saying no. Yeah. And, Exploration and yes. of the word no. To be honest, you know, this started in this stream casting of this idea of a bar started in 2019 and it would have been crazy at that point, you know, knowing that we were about to go into the pandemic. Yep. Um, and we just hadn't found a, the right space. You know, we were just kind of always watching the square to see what space was going to open up and become ready to lease. Um, so anyway, it, nothing happened with that during the pandemic and thankfully so, but we just kept the idea alive, just kind of kept, kept dream casting, you know, on, on what it would look like and what kind of space we would hope to find. And, and then again, long story short, we'll end it. Um, and the story with, with saying in 2021, was it? The well, end of 2021? New, New Year's Eve of 2021, I quit Rolf and Dog. Or I didn't quit But um, we I, found I'm the space. Oh, yes. We found, we found the space yeah. in the December 2021. There was a little bakery that was leaving. And the space, um, as we knew it, because we had been in there once before, like, would not have worked, but the price was so right that we were willing to believe in oh, what if we did this and we could do this. And um, so the price was right for like the monthly lease on this place. And we just started talking to the landlord. She 94 year old lady that had been there forever, like pillar of the community um, and her grandson, you know, we started the conversation with them and somehow they were very open to the idea um of these two gays that yeah yep. moved from <laughs> the california like, to yep. nashville and then to springfield and yeah, i like, still don't know we, why like <laughs> yeah. girl we want that storefront which, <laughs> how we well, make you know we do work? have our southern manners still like we know how, it's not uh I mean, we treat everyone like. Did she nicely. ask about y'all's relationship? She's like, "Now, are y'all brothers?" Uh, or, I think she might have at one point. She, yeah. I yeah, think I in think the very someone, beginning. Yeah, yeah, we get that. How did but you explain that? You're like, no, it's um. You just got to well, slip in the my husband Zach. You, you just slip that in. Yeah, yeah. She I, she's been nothing but like. Not, I'd love that, but it's still oh, you yeah. know when you go to like different areas. I know before we even moved here to Nashville, we asked you know our business partner like. Do we need to like introduce ourselves as roommates or like, <laughs> is it cool? She was like, are you kidding me? It's, it's Nashville. You guys, you're going to be fine. And if anybody yeah. has a problem with it, you can tell them to fuck off. And I was right. like, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so I guess it's just one of those mentalities, you yep. know, I feel like now we're very transparent with like 
who we are, like, especially on social media, like when we're promoting our business, like we're yeah. pretty much like, and they've embraced y'all there. I think so. Like, yeah, we haven't yeah. had any adversity. Or Has a lot of Nashville shown some love as well. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I'd love even that. Even like all over Nashville, like yeah. even like fr- we've had Williamson County people come up here that aren't like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Which is so crazy much. to think, yeah, somebody would drive an hour all the way up from Williamson so County. But y'all, um, I mean, you guys are doing something really special and downtown Springfield is like a super adorable, charming little yeah. square. Oh, like, it's idyllic. It it's is cute. It is. To, uh, we need more gays up there to <laughs> okay. redesign it. Okay. Uh, but You're like, we can't do it alone, guys. I so <laughs> any, any fellow <laughs> gays out there? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> there are lots of gays up there that have like their, like, I feel like a few of them have their own private businesses and stuff, but it's not like restaurants not or storefronts or anything. Real. Yeah. And the historic district district itself is kind of a little bit of a progressive bubble, okay, you know, okay. like during election season, everyone, you know, had signage in the historic district for Biden, you know, so okay. um, it's definitely an agricultural rural uh, county okay. at large, but the specific area that we're in, that the bar is in and that our house is in has been nothing Excellent. but like super amazing from day one like that's so great. we that's had fantastic. people come up and bring us yeah. fresh eggs from their chickens and bringing oh, us butternut sweet. squash and setting it on our doorstep just like doing small town shit that you dream of you know so, uh, mayberry is really coming to fruition yeah yes but it's a, lot, a little bit more variegated there's yeah, a, it's like a variation <laughs> of people there oh yeah <laughs> okay so then y'all the space kind of like landed in your lap and you're like we're gonna make this work and how long um, did it take for y'all to to have that fall in your lap before you cut ties with your um, restaurant jobs here in, in Nashville and, and decide to, to, to pull the trigger on y'all's own? So we, we kind of planned, the timing worked out really well. Zach, like he said, finished his job on New Year's Eve in 2021. I gave them a month notice, guys. That was oh, very nice. That is, yeah. I did not just I did not just say, ha, ah, happy new year. And yeah, get the bye. Hell out. <laughs> yeah, and they were it. always super great with you and with all their people. Yeah, but I essentially dug into that or like demoing all of that space on, on January like second, I feel like, and uh, got it because our back room that y'all been in was just two offices with like wood paneling. It is absolutely stunning. Stunning. Thank I don't know what <laughs> magic y'all have in those fingers, but these things <laughs> it is you guys, anybody listening, y'all have to go and check out this place. It oh. is Mystic Picnic is so beautiful. It, it it's it, it, Thank y'all. It, it, it's beyond like anything. I mean, we got to go there for uh, in October when y'all were doing the haunted tour and it was our first time visiting, which um, I'm glad we had a chance to escape the, the restaurant and go and check it out. But when we walked in, it was, and I'm not surprised that y'all had that in you, but it was just, it was such an experience that like, I, I it's one of the top 10 things that, you know, I got to do in, in 2022. Oh. So oh, thank you. yeah, you, you kids are like doing some magic over oh, there. Thank you. Um, and I, I know like I would follow on social media during that. And, like y'all were doing that actually like by yourselves, like wallpapering, painting and yeah. Well, uh, some of that, like the wallpaper, and we did have to end up getting some help. <laughs> uh, the, the specifically, the old like paste kind. Yeah. Can I tell you why, though? This is a good story. Um, okay. The reason why we did not attempt to put the wallpaper up ourselves is because Zach and I did one 
accent wall in our house with the like peel and stick wallpaper that you can get. Uh And we, during the course of that process, got divorced 23 times (laughs) (laughs) and and remarried, divorced, remarried, divorced, remarried (laughs) 23 separate times during, it was the worst experience. It was the smallest wall too. I know. (laughs) Well, that's why you have to find the roses, buy one, get one. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if you're going to be doing it over and over. Exactly. You know what? I'm worth the buy one, get one free rose. You are. And there was 24 (laughs) of flowers whenever I proposed and 23 divorces so yes. you still get that one, I have one yes. dead rose at home right now <laughs> so that's interesting so going into having a restaurant of y'all's own to where y'all are now both managers and owners together um is it's that's quite a big chunk to bite into um and especially if you like you're building this in in, in a in an area that's um a little bit smaller of a demographic than what you got going on here in nashville so it's almost like you just took that risk of like if if we build it they will come hopefully yeah. <laughs> and <Yes>. and that, <laughs> that that did happen so when you were going through that what um is kind of the 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 values that y'all set uh that you defined as the most important whenever you uh thought about the kind of restaurant you wanted to to open and and have um i mean Zach and I might have slightly different answers on this. I, I would just say we we thought about opening Mystic Picnic almost as a little bit of a love letter for Springfield. And the, the again, we just loved the people that we had met there so far and just kind of felt like they deserved um, to have a spot to go to and not always have to drive to Nashville or Clarksville right. or somewhere uh-huh. else. You know, there's so much to do here in Nashville and that's amazing. I mean, literally one of the best places in the country at this point for food and bars and dining and stuff. But um, we felt like Springfield deserved something, you know, that they would not have to make that drive for. That's fantastic. And so we wanted in that, you know, idea, we wanted to create a place that we felt like would rival, you know, somewhere that they would find in a bigger city. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've carried that mentality into our, drink program into our food program into our interior and that has definitely come with a cost you know um we did not cut corners and we we still don't you know with with what we do and what we buy for our drink and food program and some of the little touches around the restaurant um it's it's i mean it's gutsy because it's all it's a completely natural wine selection mm -hmm. that that you offer now i feel horrible gifting y'all the wine that we did since it's not natural but i just thought i just thought the (laughs) name of the wine was appropriate (laughs) we like wine okay good of all kinds yeah the wine that we got was is since this is valentine's month is is called sexual chocolate oh yeah and (laughs) i i just love it and so i i I hope y'all enjoy it just as well but that is great so that value of like community like yeah our Kind Absolutely. of our tagline, whatever, that you always see with our logo is a neighborhood wine and whiskey bar. Um, and we just wanted it to, even though we also wanted it to feel elevated, we wanted it to feel really warm and welcoming. Um, yeah, like just very non like no pretension yes. happening. Like we yeah, just yeah, want yeah. people to be able to come in and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, they're just there to drink. Um, right. And luckily, people that come in are wanting to learn a little bit. So I love talking about all of our products. So it's has worked out so far. That really works out. A couple of nights ago, Zach told me something that I think made me, um, it was one of the things he's told me, given me feedback on since we've been open that made me just so happy to know. And it was that there was a solo 
guest, this lady that came into the bar, and I guess she's come a couple of times before, and she comes by herself, um, and she told Zach something along the lines of, yeah, I just feel like I feel comfortable to come here by myself, um, and I don't always feel that, you know, going other places. Love that. And that, it seems so small and, you know, like you just skip over that you no, know, I mean, feedback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That just made me so happy to well, think but like when you yeah. own the place and you've, you've set up that environment that it, it, it hits differently mm-hmm. Then you know, if somebody were to come into to the establishment you were at before, which is a corporate place and say that you're like, Oh, that's great. Awesome. Welcome in. Yeah. You're like, okay, my job is done. But when it's like your own establishment and things like that are said, it is, it just, it's fulfilling, yeah. You know, and you're like, I'm I'm doing the right thing. So that's because you know nice. everything that goes into hoping to create that feeling for somebody. Correct, you know, and you like can't manufacture. Blood too. Yeah, it is the <laughs> hospitality blood because you can't manufacture that. Like you yeah. can put as much signage out or as much, you know, we care or we appreciate our guests, but it's a feeling that they have to have, and and yeah. y'all created that. That's what's fucking spectacular oh i love it that does feel good i've cried before like, Same. <laughs> like I, we had like a busy night and like i was, was stressful obviously because we're again the only two people that work there so like when one night we're just getting like crazy amount of tips and there's people are expressing their love verbally like it's just like a lot of love and at the end of the night just doing my check like my checkout or whatever <laughs> in air quotes um i'm just like i started like tearing up one night adam was just like doing dishes and i was like oh yeah i'm sorry i'm just like overwhelmed about yeah. it because people do actually like what we're doing so yes. it feels validating and very like nice it, <laughs> you made uh, the right choice all yeah. of that hard work really pays off you know because yes. it's kind of hard to see the forest through the trees i yes. love that so that being said because everything it, you know those are the, the the moments that you feel like this is a success um what has been your example of a, a failure or an apparent failure um, that you uh, consider a favorite failure of, your, failure of yours? I feel, uh, well, okay, so we do brunches on okay. Sundays, okay. and I fought Adam on this, like, all the time. I was okay. like, I'm not going to be a brunch place, like, because I've worked brunch, <laughs> and I know y'all have been in brunch world, like, y'all get it. They are crazy. I'm sure you get it, yeah. um, but I was so against it, but he came up with this idea of having, like, a cinema brunch, um, and where we have, like, a movie playing, and people get to come in for, like, a four-course meal, Yeah. Um, and our first one that we ever did, I was because we ended up doing it, I, I bended a little bit, like, okay. Um, so the first one that we did, we were like, let's do two. Like, uh, we'll do one at noon and then one at two 30. Oh geez. Okay. Yes. Um, and we, our first one, we had like 20 people at it. And then the second one, our dining room small. And then the second one was 20 people. So at, before you know it, like we're balls deep in brunch and, but bottomless mimosas being offered. Oh my oh, God. Sure. Yes. Okay. That's, that <laughs> is the favorite <laughs> failure in itself. Yes. That's <laughs> and then on top of that, just like doing dishes for, four courses for 20 people and then flipping all those tables to get them out of there in less than two and a half hours for the next round. Oh, you So I feel like that was was a little bit of a car crash. Yeah, Yeah. it was a car crash and we never did it again. But I feel like that was like your favorite failure. Oh my God. Yeah. Because I mean, it was like, because his idea was to have two brunches. So it was kind of like a mesh of us making it work because now we do it. We still do one brunch every Sunday, not the two seatings. There you okay. go. So okay. it's like a failure that worked out, but we were both right, I guess. Cause yes. I was like, no, just one. And there was just two. Anyway, you guys brunch is like, people think it's, Oh, it's easy breezy. But like, no. even before we opened our sh- first shifts for brunch, like five years ago, we had team meetings where we'd sit down and we were like, okay, let's do a buffet brunch because that's going to be able to be easier to handle the amount of crowds and whatnot. 
And then we're like, well, where are we going to set that up? Like the space doesn't make sense for that. And then how does the food integrity stay intact? And then we're like, okay, well, what if we just do a prefix brunch? It's like, well, not everybody's going to want that. What if they're going to want something else? And so it was, it's, it's a thing. And it was and then coming up with the theme. So I think we messed around with like, uh, Mikey Mike and the funky brunch. And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> then what if, yeah, but then what if like Mikey Mike wants to take the Saturday and Sunday morning off, then it's. The theme doesn't make sense then, and then there's only so much funk music that you can hear before your your team is like cut it the fuck out. Yeah. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's true, but it, like our team already revolts when it comes to like uh, the, the playlist. Musical, yeah, yeah, so that's that's a whole different ball game in itself as well. But um, yeah, so I I can understand that that brunch one being like, oh, let's let's see what's gonna work out and what sticks. But yes, and we were also making waffles to order for Ooh, some reason. Okay. I don't know why we were doing that. I guess they were idea. just hot and fresh. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess it was a good idea. But we had one waffle maker. And it was just me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for twenty people. So I'm just like over there like turning lag. and flipping. Like. There was a slight lag in that course. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we're learning. <laughs> so that being the said, the logistics of brunch are fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah just all of it. It's, so, everyone's like, oh, it's it's eggs and carbs, but yeah. no, it's they much want more than that, that ten minutes ago mm-hmm. and with hot coffee and so yeah. goodness. That being said, I'm sure that maybe there was some not so favorable feedback you got during that time as you ironed out those kinks from brunch. So, given that everyone is a critic in the current times due to social media platforms, all of them offering the opportunity for guests to publicly rate their experience with you. How do you deal with the negative that comes through? And um, how do you celebrate the good? Or do you even, you read your reviews? Um, Yeah, we do read them. Um, But I will say that we kind of make a practice and maybe we can get away with this because of, the size place we are, I don't, I don't know, but kind of make it a practice to not respond to either good or bad reviews. Just let people have their, their feedback and it is, it is what it is. Yep. Um, but it'd be different if, you know, somebody reaches out to us directly and they need to address something, you know, that happened, whatever that's, but if they're just leaving something online, whether good or bad, kind of just leave that alone and let it be what it is. It's all, it's a little weird if people see you um, just responding to the good reviews and thanking for that, but then they don't see a response for, for, the, for the negative, negative feedback, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So we we're just, all, I mean, we're also lucky because we're the two operators and the two owners. So it's like, there's no, uh, there's not like another server yeah. that doesn't care about what we're doing. It's mm-hmm. just us. So it's yeah. like, if, I don't know. We we are very on top of when stuff goes wrong. I guess like so we try to make it happen in real real time. But yeah. I know like people will go home and they're like, you know what? That wasn't what I wanted. I <laughs> waited forty five minutes for my waffle. But it's like I'm the and owner and I'm looking at you. I'm like, hey, we're right yes. here. Like, tell us. <laughs> tell me, I could have fixed it. But a lot of yeah. times people do want to. They they wait until they till they um, are behind a keyboard to do that, which is unfortunate. Yes. It, it as. As somebody in, in the restaurant world, I'm sure you would agree with that as well, is if they send you an email allowing you the opportunity to correct it, then that's a kind of the more humane thing to do. Otherwise, you're just kind of like griping into the air. And it's like, okay, do you feel better now? Yeah. It hurts you. <laughs> it's just, it's bonkers. So, yeah. But on uh, the flip side of that coin, being the only two operators, you'll intimately know whatever situation it was. Yes. And you can, you know, strategically kind of, address any of the situations among just amongst the two of you like oh, absolutely yeah 
I know exactly what happened there. You don't have to, you know, track down 15 different people yes. and Zach will bring a third hand. I have about 60 write-ups. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm Wait, what's, what is, who is the, oh, uh, what's your HR person's <laughs> name? Oh, it's Darby she, too. It's Darby as well. Oh, Darby does everything. We got an she army of Darby, Darby's. <laughs> army of Darby's. <laughs> no okay. wonder she microdoses. So if the, <laughs> <laughs> she needs to like uh, double up that dosage. So if people in the restaurant world could rate their guest online as they review us, what name would you give that platform or app? I need some time with that. I'm, I love naming things. But mm -hmm. I've not thought about this before. Like, turn the beat around. Or Ooh, I do like that. Yeah, because um. like they beat you up with the reviews sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, well, <laughs> sorry. Let us yeah, yeah, we'll circle back to yeah. that. Yeah. Marinate on that. Marinate I'll be thinking about that. it and tell you about five minutes or two. Are minutes. you thinking okay. about launching this as, a, as an app? <laughs> Who knows? But whatever you come up with, trademark. Got it. <laughs> sorry. You already hear first we'll listener. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we're going to get into the fun part because this is going to like wind down our, our interview now with, with the two of you. And we're going to get into speed questions. Ooh, yeah. um, so... The, the whole point of this is to answer off the cuff. And so you can't think about it too much. Okay. Um, and it, it, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, just um, let, let's see what you, what you come up with. Guest okay. who? Sorry, okay. that would be my name right now. <laughs> oh, well, what did, wait, what would it be called? Guest who? Um, oh. I don't know. Oh, that's kind of good, actually. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and All now right. I'm done with that. Sorry, that okay. was kind of stuck in my head. And I couldn't have done You're going to text me at like 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> after after that bottle of sexual chocolate. Oh, yeah, I, we'll have a we'll have already a know. The creativity is going to flow. Okay, so uh, speed questions. Here we go. And there's going to be a couple of rounds of these. Um, Brian will ask the next round, and then I'll do the final one. So okay. uh, speed questions. What's one of your favorite meals you've had uh, all time here in Nashville? Ooh, well, Quick. I feel I feel biased. Uh, Check Amoriti at Rolf and Daughters. Is okay, doubling pasta. Done. Well, yeah. that checks out. Rolf and Daughters <laughs> is a fucking killer. Yeah. What you got? Oh, jeez. Um, speed round. Speed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not good. Oh, I'm good not good. Can it be about the experience or the food? Yeah, well, yeah whatever. Food? Whatever. Favorite okay, favorite. this is gonna sound canned this because it's you guys. Speed. Okay, but our first meal in nashville was at the mockingbird it was at your place we just needed to find we had just driven from california this isn't that's speed right around. i remember i that. don't do this well but we tested us on our old california and my favorite go-to drink is old-fashioned and we were just looking online like where could we walk from where we lived uh that would looks like it would have a good old-fashioned so we found the mockingbird we walk in uh, your bartender Charles at the time just Love Charles. immediately uh, welcomed us, and it was an experience that I'll never forget. Um, it's literally how we met you guys yes, because somebody true. told you two gays were at your bar, so yeah. you both came out. Wait, yep, yep, and you both came out. We met, and we were forever friends. But I will never forget that experience and how um, that level of service just felt not not just you guys coming out but from the bartender that was actually like engaging and like welcoming and had a personality and those are all like old school skills that yep. are like really very hard, hard to, to find yeah, yes hard to very find. hard yeah. to find can't train that love that okay here we go next one what is your personal motto we have a oh, we'll yeah. say this at the same time we have a okay. mantra well, okay 
You, you look, look good, good. You, you smell, smell good. good. Now, now go, go get, get our dreams. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> this love is going to be very corny. I love that. We Holy say that before every single show. <laughs> I fucking love that. Now, this started because Zach would, this sounds so like 50s housewife, but he would send me out the door when I was going to my <laughs> corporate job with I Flemings. Love that. And he would say that as to like pump me up. You know, you look good. You smell good. Now go get our dreams. And so now we say that together. And we've even thought when we get to the point where we hire staff, we're going to force them to say God, it. You, Dang have, it, that's you have to. Yes, you don't you have, really to. have an option. No, you, you, you have to do that now. <laughs> okay, so when 11-11 hits on the clock, what is your wish you send out to the universe? Or is that a secret between you and the universe only? Um, it's secret. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Then you don't have to put it out there. What's eleven eleven? I'm so confused. I'm sorry. What? Adam oh. doesn't partake in the eleven eleven. You don't do that. You're not superstitious in that. And I didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to say no, but I don't usually do it either. But <laughs> you guys, now you're going to. Now it's in your head that if like okay. the clock hits <laughs> five, it, it, I do it anytime. It's like same digits. If it's two twenty two, I'm going to start sending out. I hope Mike and Brian are all right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I Just love that. Okay. And um, so, uh, where did the term eighty six come from? Ooh, I knew this. Speed we should know this. This is horrible. We don't know this. I don't know. Okay. I feel that's like I'm the worst. Okay. I so know this. Brian. Well, according to Joseph Klein, he theorized that the bar Chomsky's at 86 Bedford Street in New York's Lower West Village was the source. He wrote a book about it. The police during Prohibition would call the bar and alert the bartender to have all of the guests exit onto, they had two entrances. They would exit onto he would, onto the 86 Bedford Street oh. while the police would come in on the Pamela Court entrance. Wow. Um, the more you know. Okay. Listen, I but, love it. You know. so this is folklore <laughs> because I was told that it's uh, coffins are buried like eight feet underground and they're six feet long. I've heard that. And so mm. 86, that's where I thought it came from. So that's what I would have said in the speed situation. I like okay. Brian's story. Uh, that's <laughs> too <laughs> lengthy and too like, <laughs> that's okay. Um, okay, so speed questions. This one you have to answer off the cuff just as well, but either with a love or loathe. And okay. y'all can both answer it kind of at the same time. I think by now people know your voice is uh, different okay. from each other. So I'll do a British accent. Um, <laughs> okay, Brian, go. Automatic gratuity at restaurants. Love. Love. Sonic Ice. Love. Love. Music curated to the concept of the restaurant. Oh, love. Love. Yeah. Brittany. Love. Um, mm. I, I don't know if I'm going to say okay. loathe, but. Toxic, I love. Okay. That's a great <laughs> yeah, toxic. That's okay. a banger. Hot chicken. Loathe. Love with caveats. No. Okay. Loathe. Uh, Country music. Loathe. Loathe. Electric stovetops. Loathe. Ooh, loathe. Yeah. Wine flights. Loathe. loathe. Patio seating. Love. love. Tasting menus. Love. Love. Yeah. Karaoke. Love. Love. Yeah. Incense. Love. Love. Bottomless mimosas. Love. Love. Every Sunday at yeah. noon. Hey. <laughs> noon at Mystic Picnic. Electric scooters. Loathe. Loathe, yeah. Party buses. Loathe. Loathe. Eggs on a burger. Loathe. <laughs> Loathe. We were actually just talking shit about that. <laughs> Mayo with french fries. Loathe. Love. Hot tea orders in June. Loathe. <laughs> Sauce on the side. 
Loath, loath. Well, this has been very informative <laughs> and insightful. Okay, so here we go. Did we pass? <laughs> you passed. Okay, great. You all passed with flying color. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this is the last part of uh, of our you know one hour chit chat with the boys of the birds and uh, you guys at Mystic Picnic. This is speed questions, and um, each one of y'all answer off the cuff, either one or the other. Okay. Here we go. Miley or Dolly? Dolly. Reese or Tay-Tay? Tay-Tay. Taylor. Okay. Taylor. It's hard to say Tay-Tay. Mild chicken or flocking hot chicken? Flocking hot Mild chicken. Mild for oh? me. Fair. Okay. Fair. Willie or Garth? Willie. Oh, Willie. Okay. <laughs> DJ or a band? A band. band. Broadway or Printer's Alley? Broadway. Oh, wait. Printer's Alley. When you said, broad, when you said Broadway to two gays. Broadway Street in Nashville. It took me a second to not say Broadway because I. Not Broadway, not New queen. York. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. No. Printer's Alley. Okay. Yeah, Raise the curtain. Alley. I know. East Nash or the Gulch? East Nashville. East Nashville yeah. Okay. Breakfast or lunch? Lunch. Lunch. Hmm. Roberts or Kid Rocks? Neither. Roberts. <laughs> uh, wait, Roberts Western World. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. who? Come on. You've lived in Nashville long enough to <laughs> I know. know. Sorry, guys. Okay, so Roberts, it's definitely not yeah. Kid Rocks. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Never Kid Rocks. I know. Demon Bruin or Demon Brun? I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like Demon Bruin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Toast or micros? Toast. Toast, yeah. Absolutely. God dang it, yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> Did we all just come? <laughs> Sorry, was that too far? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Counter service lunch or full service lunch? Mm -hmm. Counter service. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's fun. 15 separate check requests, but spend a lot of money, or one check, but barely purchase anything. 15 separate checks. Yeah, we'll go for okay. the separate checks. Now Especially you, now with toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And being that the 1990s are coming back in fashion in every sense, fusion or confusion? Confusion. Mm, yeah. yeah. Confusion. <laughs> Confucius say confusion. Yeah. Uh, remember <laughs> when fusion one. was all the rage in the 90s? It yeah. was just like mixed match of cuisines. It was like Hawaiian meets... South Florida or something. Really oh, one place you were about to you were about to say a blend or fusion that is currently happening in oh. uh, nearby <laughs> in oh, Nashville. So oh no, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I don't excited know. about it. I want to try it. I don't know which one. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's fine, guys. Well, okay. hopefully it won't it won't be embedded into the popular culture like things like balsamic vinegar and sun dried tomatoes, oh, which yeah. are oh. both delightful, of course, yeah. but are now pegged to a very specific. Oh, that's a fun word. Era. So. Okay, well, listen, well, that wraps up our time with uh, with you all, lovebirds, and I cannot thank y'all enough for, for taking time out of your busy schedule. Y'all, I know y'all are closed you. today, so uh, days off are precious for, for those of us in the industry, so thank y'all so much. Mm. Thanks for having us. Yes. And would not have rather been anywhere else. Oh, oh that's been amazing. Too. We love you guys. So much fun. Thank you. We love y'all. Everybody that's listening, please make reservations and go out to Mystic Picnic. These cats are doing it correct. Go yeah, and show some love. Us. Belly up to the bar. Their food is amazing. The ambiance is just, it's, it, you feel like you're in, a, in another dimension that is just oh. like the most fantastic place. So I want to go there. Kudos. Y'all are there. So <laughs> Everyone go kudos. to Mockingbird as well. We oh. love y'all too. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> we love this love. We'll take care, guys, and happy Valentine's week. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Take care. Bye. Wow. All right. There it is. The first episode of Hard to Heart, The Boys of the Bird, is in the books. 
I hope that you enjoyed that and I hope that you learned something. Go check out Mystic Picnic. Gosh, what an awesome place that sounds like. Um, want to say thank you again to Gordon Food Service for powering this podcast on a regular basis. They're amazing people who do amazing things and I absolutely love them. They're dear friends and um, I just can't say enough amazing things about Gordon Food Service. If you own a restaurant and you want to talk about your broadliner the way that I talk about Gordon Food Service, you need to call Paul Hunter. Because Paul Hunter is the epitome of what a guy that cares about your business looks like. And his number is 615-945-6753. And uh, I just want to say thank you to them because they're they're awesome people. And you, the listener, are awesome, awesome people. Stay tuned next Friday for another episode of Hard to Heart uh, with Mikey and Brian from The Mockingbird. Thank you guys for doing this. I hope that you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.